And so it is, dear Shambra, that we continue the energy of this day. If you could read between the lines, in this last shout, the message is coming through loud and clear. Be prepared. You're going to experience a real consciousness change. Not just a minor one, not just a thought form type of change, not a little added insight, but a real consciousness change. This won't be like anything that you've experienced in this lifetime before. So much so that we're going to ask you to have no anticipations of it. You don't need to go out and (laughs) try to to manufacture it. It is on its way. It is coming to you. Wasn't so long ago at our gathering this summer up in the mountains that on the inner levels, Shamba agreed as a group to go through a true consciousness change as a group. You will experience it, of course, on your own individual level, but it was felt by the collective group energy of Shambra that we would be going through it together. Now you'll have many different variations of the experience, but by going through it together you certainly will understand that you're not alone, that you have plenty of support and assistance, both from the Shambra level and from the Crimson Council level. I don't want to set a timetable on it, because that is putting it into the mind. I don't want to tell you exactly what's going to happen, other than to say it won't be like what you've experienced before. The group experience that we just had with bringing in the standard technology for new consciousness brought it one step closer. In order to work with this, in order to facilitate it and to gain a a deeper understanding of it taking place. We're going to ask you to do a bit of homework, fun homework, easy homework. (laughs) No moans and groans necessary. All of you live in a house or an apartment, some place that you call home, one way or the other. You have that as a physical reality on earth. Every physical reality on earth has a corresponding energy in the other realms. If you have a home on earth, whether it is a small apartment or a large mansion, you will have a home in the other realms. It is, um, it is a, what we call a parallel or a mirror effect that occurs with everything you do. You have a physical body, on earth you also have a energy body in the other realms. Everything you have, for instance your car on earth, you know you have a car in the other realms. It is an energy vehicle. doesn't necessarily look like a Ford or an Isuzu, but it is a vehicle that you use. Everything corresponds. That is the beauty of, uh, of all of this experience. So you have a home on earth and you are aware of it, or so you thought. Matter of fact, you are so used to it, you have forgotten that it has transformed and gone through changes. You think the walls, for instance, in a bedroom are three meters by four meters, 
or are they really? You assume that there is a certain type of carpet on the floor, or is it really? You assume it is decorated in a certain way, but that is just a perception. Your homework is to go to your other realm home that exists in the non-physical dimensions. You created it there. You built it. You furnished it, decorated it, sometimes poorly, but you did. <laughs> I've been to some of your um, energetic homes, and a few of them could use a little cleaning as well. And I am absolutely serious about that. Uh, you tend to neglect uh, these things. Some of you visit there on a regular basis. Some of you not so often. You get so busy with your <clears throat> work here on earth, thinking that is something you have to do, you forget to go visit. Like any home that is not occupied for a while, it starts to change its energy attributes and starts to um, sometimes decay, sometimes recreate itself sometimes go into its own state of suspension. You all have it. Every one of you has your home on the other realms. Go there. Spend some time there. Leave your mind at home <laughs> here on Earth. And go there and walk through. Go through the imagination to get there. Walk through. You're doing it right now, and you notice that it is familiar. It is you. It smells of you. Sometimes not good. <laughs> it has your essence in it. It has your energy all around it. You do these things. You build corollary or related energies in the other realms for two reasons. One, uh, to help balance your energy here. And two, sometimes you will build your home there or create your home on the other realms and then try to create the same type of thing here. doesn't always work, but at least then it provides you with a type of retreat or refuge where to go when things get tough here. So I'm going to ask you to go back to your non-physical home in the other realms and walk through and notice things. Notice how some of it seems familiar and some of it does not. Notice how it has changed. Notice how it changes while you are standing in it. Become aware of everything in it. Yes, there it is the very, very similar or parallel to Earth, but not necessarily your exact home on Earth. But go there and notice things. Be aware of everything. Look beyond what would be obvious. Start to look at the energies. Start to watch and to observe how things have changed and continue to change. Within your energy home are some very interesting clues, we're going to call them, that you've allowed us to put there for you. These are clues that have to do with this change of consciousness that you are going to experience in your self here on Earth and on the other realms. This is not, uh, what, how to say, a puzzle. This is not, um, we're not trying to uh, play games here. We're actually just trying to make this consciousness transformation much more um, easy, much more palatable to your brain, 
and much more of an event that you can experience in its fullness as you're going through it, rather than having to wait until after it's done to remember the experience, as so many of you do with events in your life. Go there many times if you choose. And the important thing here is in your non-physical home to be very aware, very aware. Your non-physical home is, is quite alive. It has its consciousness. Its consciousness is a reflection of you, aspects even of yourself that you're not aware of. You'll notice that when you go into the closets of your non-physical home or into the, the cellar, the basement, or into look under sinks or in drawers. So don't just walk through. Start exploring. You're going to find so many things that are going to be helpful to you and very valuable tools to you as you go through this phenomenal consciousness change in your physical self here on Earth right now. Yes, it is coming, and it comes to you. You don't have to force it. We don't even have to work on it. It is by agreement with all of Chambra, with you. This consciousness change is coming your way. Is definitely coming your way. So, it is in preparation also for the quantum leap and for those energies, but you will go through a type of um, evolution even long before the actual date of the quantum leap. Before we get into the questions, let us um, answer a few that we have had, we have heard. Where is Kathumi? <laughs> Kathumi has been uh, assigned temporarily to Chambra, particularly working with the energies that are building at the office in near the lake, at the Tahoe office. So his energy is going to be very um, present there, particularly through the end of this year. There are so many consciousness changes happening with Shambhu right now as well that his energy is needed there for his humor, his simplicity, and his ease of doing things. So it was not so much that he was assigned there, but he chose to go there on behalf of all Shambhu, not just the staff that is there, but on behalf of all, because as much as there is a consciousness change going on with you as individuals, there's also one with Chambra as an organization or an order. Other question, where is Saint Germain? At this exact precise moment, Saint Germain is in Paris. <laughs> Saint Germain ah, has fallen in love. And he goes through this about once every 200 years, and I'm not even worried about him hearing this. He is so head over heels in love, and no, she does not, uh, she's not in uh, physical body, it's, a, it's an entity also, but one that could match um, St. Germain's um, sharpness and uh, clarity. Uh, they met at a recent um, I say this uh, somewhat tongue-in-cheek, but it is also true, but at a recent gathering at my cottage, <laughs> and um, he has been not himself lately. <laughs> at a time when there are so many changes going on with Chambra, he has been distracted. And I have to say I'm a bit annoyed, but a bit relieved at the same time. 
he has found himself through this other other being. He has um, his head over heels right now, and even though Kuan Yin, Kuthumi, and I have all tried to get his attention, all tried to point out that you need him, he's become very self-indulgent in his love affair. So we will continue for a while without him and see how this turns out. Like I said, every few hundreds of years he goes through this, and we endure it, and then he gets over it. With that, we would be delighted to answer your questions. With this homework, what if you find out you're homeless? <laughs> there are no homeless. There are truly okay. not. There, uh, every being has, as you would say, a crib of whatever type. Um, every, um, every being has some place here on earth, and they have a corresponding energy on the other realm. So. But, but that said, if you believe you are homeless here on earth, you're going to be homeless on the other side, and that is a very, very uncomfortable position to be in. You say the world isn't going to end, but with North Korea and Iran developing nuclear weapons, it's tough to believe sometimes. Please comment. Hmm. Two separate issues. The world is not going to end, and yes, um, these countries are developing their weapons. Many energetic reasons for this. Number one being attention. Number two being that... um, uh, there is a definitely, as you can see in both places, feel the energy, an imbalance of um, sexual energy in the leadership as well as in the people. A deep imbalance that is causing the need for attention. They are calling out. Uh, it is being done in a rather um, crude and childish way, but they are calling out for help. They need help. They want help, even though they may deny that. Also, these countries have given their energy away for eons of time. The North Koreans are descendants of the Lemurian energy. They have given themselves away in the peace, love, and airiness, the the fluffy energy. As Lemurians, they gave their energy away. Now they are coming back like angry children, and they're saying, we are going to destroy something in order to get attention. So you see, these things don't mean the end of the world, they just mean a different type of consciousness and attention for these imbalanced parts of the world. And I use the word imbalance um, without any judgment. It is just an evolution of energy. We see that, um, that these are not the real sources to worry about. They, there is the potential, and it is only a potential, for a type of... Um, dirty nuclear um, attack um, that could come up anywhere in the next, um, oh, we would say in the next two years, but probably much closer to one year. This will not be carried on by any particular country. It will be carried on by a small group who is looking to try to force energies back into the old way. They're looking to go to hold on. Now, why why the type of bomb? Why killing? Because when this happens, what happens with most of the people? They go backwards. They retreat. If you want to see a new wave of conservatism throughout the world, simply have an event like this take place. Everybody will go back to their old positions, go back to more fundamentalist churches, (coughs) fundamentalist governments. You're seeing it right now. 
I'm not making a prediction here, but for instance, with elections coming up in many parts of the world, important elections over the next several years, you're going to see that it is much easier for a conservative, heavy-handed leader to win if there is um, these type of events in the world. So in other words, you have a very fundamentalist, um, rebellious group that wants to hold on to old ways at a time of great transition into new energy. And what better way to get the whole world to hold on to the old ways than to have this type of um, bombing? And we see that as a potential. We're not making a prediction. Thank you. Tobias, um, thank you for the information today. And I can see that I can use the standard of consciousness to change the pattern of just enough in my mm, life. Indeed. Um, but I'm going to ask part of my question anyway, and that is that uh, I seem to be pretty good at creating potentials for financial abundance in my life. In fact, I have three great potentials right now. But they always fall down just before they reach them. Yes. Yes, indeed. And that's we watch uh, that, I, and uh, I would quite like, amazing creator you are to build it up and then destroy it. I, I create. Why couldn't you accept that into your life? What would possibly hold you back? I think that it's partly. You or think maybe, that's the first problem okay, here? Due to um, the feeling of self um, um, acceptance and belief in myself that deep um, lack of um, self-worth. I think that's part of it, but I don't know other than that. And I would like to know how I can translate these potentials into some money flow because I really need it right now. Mm -hmm. So can you help me with that? Indeed. No. (laughs) (laughs) No? (laughs) You can help with that. Um, Take a look at the patterns and the cycles that we were talking about before. Uh, and we specifically mentioned abundant cycles. Your cycle are build, build, build. When you're near the top, let it fall, let it drop out. So there has to be an energetic element that's in there preventing this. There has to be a belief system or an old pattern. We don't want to, um, how do you say, give it away for you, but you are con- you are conscious <laughs> enough to recognize that you have this pattern. But it is actually quite simple. If you if you clear off all the dust off this issue, it is really quite simple. We're going to ask you uh, during your experience of going to your non-physical home and walking through to open a few um, old chests that have been locked shut for a while. Now, you're going to... We don't want to give it away. We want you to have the experience. But your old chests are filled with riches, gold, jewels, money, abundance of every kind. Now, who put them in these chests and who locked them up? Indeed. And why would you have possibly done that? I don't know. You do know. You're pretending you don't know. It's a wonderful game to play. We'll give you a few hints. Um, Not that we want to... Stop playing that game, though. Indeed. Not that we want to blame it on past lives, but you've had it before... It's there. It's in, it's in your non-physical home. The wealth is there. You've had it before. What happened when you had it before? Abuse. Of what? Abuse of money. 
abuse of power, (laughs) abuse of energy. (laughs) Uh, Who's standing right there? Abuse of myself. Indeed, indeed. (laughs) And it wasn't a malicious type of abuse, but in the uh, lifetimes when you had this abundance flowing through, you felt that it took you away from a very precious thing, your soul. It distracted you. It led you astray. Now, what have you done this whole lifetime of yours? What have you been searching for? Searching for myself. Indeed. So by denying yourself of this thing that you thought was... um, had led you astray from yourself, you felt that you had been down to the bare necessities, as you said, barely enough, and has kept you hungry. And when you're hungry, you will search hard and deep, which you have done in this lifetime. So here you are at a point of saying, I'm tired of that game. How do I get over it? Getting over it is is up to you. What would happen if you had grand sums of money? I guess I could I could do anything I wanted. I could mm. go down trips. I could do you spend feel it any way I wanted. A level of fear come in about that in talking about having grand sums of money. No, now I don't. Good. So it is you that can actually bring this in. There is nothing on the outside truly preventing it. It is it is one of the most difficult energies to work through, of course. But in a sense, it has served you well. So go back into your house, go back into those, you have many, many chests filled with um, with treasures and riches and jewels, and go and play with them and feel the energies and feel what it was like when you had them. Feel, feel that energy of why you put them away in the first place, and then ask yourself the question again in, the, in your own privacy, not with this whole group. Are you truly ready? And... I'm going to make a prediction here. I don't make many. But when you ask yourself, am I truly ready to have that abundance back in your life? You're going to say, well, at least just a little. (laughs) One or two of these gold coins, maybe a little pearl necklace or a ring or something, but you still are going to limit the energy. When you're sitting there amongst all these chests of jewels that you had accumulated in the past, your house has everything in it that you've ever done as a soul being. When you go back to these jewels, see if you can accept all of them. See if you can accept grand wealth and feel it. Don't, Don't play the mind game, but truly feel it. If you feel nauseous, if you feel that you're spinning, take a look at why you're going through that. These issues are truly not severe. You don't. Uh, these are not major. They can be overcome quite easily. Then use the standard technology of consciousness abundance, just a sliver of it. Let it come into your life and let it radiate into your life. Feel what that is like having having that. There's there is no rules written in the heavens written in the Crimson Council or any place that says to be spiritual, you have to be lacking. Some of you created that for yourself because you felt in the past it was getting in your way. This is a new energy and a new consciousness. That 
money, that abundance wants to serve you. It wants to serve you now. How are you going to let it serve you in this lifetime? Thank you. Thank you. I attended your Dreamwalker death school last summer, and after spending weeks prior to the school going into my feelings and taking a clear, hard look at all aspects of my life situation and finding what my deepest desire really was, I made the clear choice to cross over the Bridge of Flowers during the Dreamwalk channel. I believed I could actually make this choice. After all, we've been hearing for the past two years, ever since the Choose Life channels back in 2004, that we can choose to live or die. Yet, despite making a very deliberate choice, I did not cross over then as you claim we can. The choice was a clear one, which had been well considered beforehand. So I'd like to understand what happened. Also, if we cannot really choose to leave, then how can choosing life actually mean anything? Hmm. Excellent question. And here's how we see it. You're sta still standing on the bridge. You made a mental choice that you wanted to leave, but if you had made a choice all the way through your being, you would have reached out your hand when the angels were there, and you would have touched them. And at that moment, it would have set up the end of the life as you now know it. You didn't reach out and touch any of the angels. You didn't take another step over uh, the Bridge of Flowers. You stood there expecting us to do it. And quite frankly, we're not professional euthanasiists. <laughs> and, uh, you made a choice, but you didn't act on it. You did nothing. So, particularly on the Bridge of Flowers, we can't do it for you. Nobody can do it for you. Your energy is still standing there. That's why your life has been in a standstill. Nothing has truly been happening. You're not going forward. You're not going back. If you do want to cross over at this time, it's a matter of taking that step or reaching out your hand to an angel, if an angel happens to be there. Otherwise, come back to Earth. You have work to do here. You have a family of Chambra. You have others who need to learn from your experience, all of your experiences. You have a soul desire that, in a sense, even overrides your human desire to leave. And that is why, even when you thought you were making a choice to leave, another part of you didn't think to put out your hand to touch one of the angels, because you would have gone right away. Take a look at your responsibilities and your creations here. There's some very interesting dynamics taking place. And what I'm going to suggest to you, dear friend, take a step off the Bridge of Flowers right now, but come back this way. Come back the Earth way for a little bit. You're going to see things have changed. What you thought was a life that um, had been hard and perhaps you had fulfilled many of the things that you thought that you wanted to do is going to change, particularly as this new wave of consciousness mm. comes forward. And by the way, we were smart enough not to touch you. <laughs> Thank you. Um, I'm asking a question on behalf of a sister of mine that injured her back. And I'm curious if she's Shambra also. And um, once you told me that I could be a healer, mm -hmm. 
but I'd be irritated with people, and she irritates me as well, but I'd like to heal her <laughs> if I could, because I hate to see her suffer. And she's a doer like me, it's hard for her to sit still, and I wonder if you had any advice to give her? Indeed, the, this is, would be an excellent example uh, to answer your first question. Uh, one becomes shamba when, when they feel that they are. It's not uh, predetermined. Uh, it is when when one feels they are part of this pioneering group into the new energy and one says, I want to participate, not just watch from the sidelines. I want to teach rather than just sit in the classes. I want to be out there doing it. Uh, this igno- They are self-acknowledging themselves as Shambra and it is not something that is bestowed by us or, or any other being. You notice you don't have Shambra membership cards here <laughs> because it has to be in the heart. So here's a wonderful example. You have Obviously, as we have told you, you have very strong energy-moving slash healing capabilities. Here you have a loved one who is in pain for whatever reason, and what a great opportunity to to be with this one uh, where you have such a level of trust and to help facilitate her through, not healing her, but helping facilitate her through an an energy process that led to the uh, the problems that she's having. We're going to we're going to um, how to say we're going to ask you to go into the situation uh, with her permission, saying, "Are you ready to move some energy?" Don't even use the word healing. Are you ready to move some energy? And then it's going to be a bit scary on your part, but go with the moment. I don't want to give you a prescribed formula for this right now, but be in the moment with her. You'll know what to do. It might be moving your hands, it might be breathing, it might be telling a few jokes, it might be cooking dinner. Have no expectation. Be in that moment with her because you see, if she's given permission, she is creating the consciousness for the healing to take place. It is not your method, it is her desire. You just simply said, would you like to move some energy? And that is why we generally don't agree with methods, because a method means it's your agenda, not your client's. If you're truly in the clear place of what you call healing, which is just an energy rebalancing, you're in the moment with them. Now, they have created their house, and they've invited you in. You have to be aware of all the energies. Here we have a house of transformation or healing. You go in there, listen, feel, observe. Be in a high state of consciousness. Don't doubt yourself because you may get something very interesting. You may get that you need to slap her across the backside of the head, which which you want to do anyway. You may get that you need to read a book of poetry. Have no preconceived notion. You're now in her consciousness game but she's agreed to let you in as an energy mover. Do you see, Shambra, the difference between the old way of healing and the new way of helping one move their energy? It is, it is beautifully, magnificently simple. So that is what your assignment is. We'd love to have a report back from you. Okay. According to the agreement... Oh, and we have to make another statement here. Um, dear one, it is... Uh, Oh, there's going to be some interesting other events and business opportunities in your life uh, coming up very soon. Don't overlook them, please. Any, any 
aspect of like real estate or there'll be some important business opportunities coming into your life <laughs> soon. Nice try. <laughs> per an earlier agreement that I have with Coldra, the last question would have been asked five minutes ago. So just what is time when we're with Shambra when we're together? <laughs> We'll take several more. No problem. Um, (laughs) This is a delightful game that uh, Linda and I play with each other. And she's trying to honor the the energies of Kaldra and the energies of everybody here and the staff as well. And... um, and doing a wonderful job of it, and we love to play a little energy tug of war. Oh, I so enjoy it. Um, in Conversations with God, book one by Neil Donald Walsh, he said that right now we had the power and ability to end hunger and cure disease this minute. Since this is an older book, I'm thinking we would have to do this in a, par- in a paradigm more evolved than the paradigm that created these problems in Africa. The only way I can think of solving these issues is by manifesting... Nutritious food, clean water, medical care, decent housing, reduce birth rates, resolve political instability and tribal wars, start educating women and children in schools, sanitation facilities, get rid of the mosquitoes and flies. And I'm paraphrasing. Um, All these elements are interconnected. I've been thinking about how to do this, but first... Am I capable of doing this? <laughs> and what else does Africa need? What else do we need to know about Africa? And why did Africa agree to take on the darkness? Good question, huh? Indeed. Indeed. Excellent question and a very intellectual approach to it. You are looking at the surface. You are thinking, what if we ship food over? Well, the food will be eaten, and then these people will go back to the old way of doing things. You can send medicine over, and they will use the medicine and go back to the old way of doing things. You can send um, chemicals that will kill the mosquitoes, and the mosquitoes will die, and they will come back again. Because there is such an energy um, environment there, it has to be addressed from a different level. We're going to go back to the number one problem with humans right now. They're giving their energy away. They've been giving it away for a long, long time. There is a, not all, but part of the um, indigenous of the African regions come from a spiritual family that has a very interesting and long story. As a matter of fact, one of the projects I, Tobias, would do like to do is to write a story to follow this spiritual family through, through the heavens, down through the order of the ark and the earth. And there's been a history of giving it away. This history, this energy is so strong that it's affected even those who are not in the immediately spiritual family. And it has become part of the way of doing things in this region of the world. In a sense, you could say that Africa is also taking on many of the problems, many of the uh, darknesses for the rest of the world as part of their process of giving it away. They give away what they have, and they take everybody else's junk. There was a while when that energy balance served a type of um, distorted purpose, but it doesn't need to anymore. Now, if you want to go and make a difference, first of all, first of all, please have compassion. Before any of you go out and start working with anyone, whether you are a teacher, a doctor, a minister, or whatever, 
before you walk out your door, put on your compassion shoes. You're going to need them. You have to, we would like you to have compassion for everybody that you work with. If you feel sorry for them, whoever it is you're working with, whether it's the continent of Africa or whether it is your next door neighbors, if you feel sorry for them, you're immediately going in with that energy around you. That becomes your energy standard, you see? It becomes a template. And now you're working with energy of sorrow. And it's going to either make you ill or make you ineffective. So put on your compassion shoes before you go out. Understand that every human being has chosen exactly where they are. From from the, the poorest beggar in the street. Can you look at them and have compassion? That That is exactly what they wanted to create. Now, the difference is that they might have wanted to create that. Those in Africa may have wanted to create this situation of taking on the world's problems and woes and dark energies. They may have chosen that, have compassion for it. But here's the difference. They don't know how to get out. That's where the Chambra standards come in. Just like the dear one who talked before about doesn't know how to get out of the old abundance cycle. She chose it. She put herself there for a beautiful reason. Now she's stuck in it. With a little bit of energy involvement, she'll get out of it quite beautifully. And with the help of everybody here listening in today, gave to her as well. You, for a second, for a moment, became an abundance energy standard for her. So back to the original question. Have compassion and then realize that they are calling out, perhaps, to get unstuck. And this is where wise Shambra energy comes in. Are they really calling out to get unstuck? Do they really want to move out of the role of this um, third, what you call the third world type of countries or continent? You have to go in and feel the energy. Are they really saying they are stuck and they need somebody? And if you can clearly and objectively acknowledge that, yes, they are. They no longer choose to play the game of darkness and and um, despair. Then go in, not with food, not with medicine, and not even with money. Go in as a teacher. Teach them how not to give their energy away again. Once they learn that, then you bring the money in and the food in and the knowledge, and the expertise, and industry, or whatever else it is. But you have to break the cycle, and the cycle right now is giving their energy away. Thank you. Thank you. Go ahead. I'm trying. Hi, Tobias. I'm asking a couple of questions, perhaps for more than myself. <clears throat> Sorry, Linda. Uh, <laughs> I would like to know if we are activating our NOST and if we're getting our radiance in there and if we're uh, co- communicating with our correspondents. Hmm. Beginning, uh, a small beginning. But that is why we've been encouraging through these uh, last number of shouts to do these things, to work with the NOST. As you do, as you do, they, it will self-activate them. Now remember way back in the beginning when you sat here in these chairs and we also talked about a time of do no thing. Mm-hmm. Now some Shambra have taken that to heart. 
<laughs> that was a temporary time. It was part of the ascension transition process. And that is, there is a time for any being when they're going through the process to just stop what they're doing. They have such a momentum going, we have said, way back, do no thing. But now it is a time to do, to activate, to work with the energies. Many Shambhar get confused because they say, I'm waiting for it to come to me. Oh, and, and it is. But if you aren't doing anything, if you aren't being in energy movement, these things that are coming to you don't move either, you see. We said at one uh, gathering of spiritual beings, we said, it begins when you begin. So when you begin working with your correspondent, the correspondent can work with you. When you begin working with the energy of Nost, it works with you. Let us call this beginning the implementation of the energy movement, let's call that the activation. You're activating it by experiencing it. Well, it's a little hard when they don't speak Australian. <laughs> well, anyway, and the other thing I want to know, and I probably, you probably answered it 999 times. Go ahead, ask it again. Thanks. <laughs> I love you. How I love do you we, too. How do, we, uh, how do we start our teaching business? I would like to do that, and I do think I have a, some good things to share, but I really don't know how to start it. How do you start it? I don't know. I wouldn't have asked if I knew. Then we can't know either. Well, damn. <laughs> <laughs> well, damn. <laughs> Let us go back in time. Let us go back in time. About um, 83 seconds ago, it begins when you begin. You see, whether it is signing up for one of the um, teacher schools, whether it is just making that determination that you are going to do it, there's a plethora of information that has been transmitted over the years that could be put into your own words and taught your own way. It begins when you begin. I'm going to ask you, I'm going to ask you to go into your non-physical home, journey there, be, be very creative, this is a very nice home, well decorated I have to say. Um, <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> yes, and um, well, a good piece of property, well selected. <laughs> I already love you. You don't have to say that. And I'm going to. <laughs> I don't need to suck up to anyone. I know. I... <laughs> you are so right. I beg your pardon. Other than Saint Germain. Oh. <laughs> But he can't hear this today. He is so in love, I'm disgusted. Well, this is good. He deserves some fun. Mm. We have work to do here on Earth. This is not a time for frivolous love affairs. I'm going to make a prediction here about St. Germain. He's going to try to manifest himself a body just so he can do you-know-what with you-know-who. This is true. I do know, know, I do know what he wants to do with... I don't know who. <laughs> <laughs> Back to the question. <laughs> it begins when you begin. When you take that first step, uh, first step could be printing a business card saying, I am a teacher. It could be simply scheduling a class. Now, we know that it's a little scary. You want to know you have the mm -hmm. students first. It's scary. This is new energy and new consciousness. Schedule the class first. And then watch how they start coming to you. Announce it to, to the world right now. If you truly are going to announce when and where your class is going to be, 
This isn't a moment for some free advertising that not many get. Do you announce it in the newspaper or you just announce it to Chambra? (sighs) Okay, let's see. I could have it um, next month on the uh, third Saturday. And I don't know what to teach. (laughs) At my house. <laughs> you could teach how to instantly manifest a uh, class. <laughs> but we would put this out to all of Shamba, and this is a wonderful question uh, that applies to so many. Uh, right now, as teachers, it's simply a matter of making that decision, taking that step, and saying, I'm just going to do it without expectation. And there only may be one that comes, maybe two, maybe a whole house full. Have it without expectation. They're all part of the the process. Um, You say right now you don't know what to teach, but actually you do. So we're going to ask you to do this little experience. Go into your non-physical home. Go wandering around. There is a room there. There's a room there that um, you haven't been very aware of. Go into that room and See what you discover in there. It has to do with with your teaching. And okay. um, spend a bit of time. Don't just rush in and out. Spend a bit of time in there. All righty. Thank you very much. Thank you. By the way, there's a little bit of irony with Edith's question because over the years, Edith has been coming to Crimson Circle for years and years and years, and more people have come to the Crimson Circle because of their contact with Edith. So I invite Edith to see she already is a teacher. Indeed. Mm. Uh, and this is the very last, last question. Very last question. <laughs> Hello. I've been having some serious health issues that's gone on for a number of years, mm. and I've tried many things to deal with it. Can you tell me what the root cause is and how to best effectively heal it? Indeed. Uh, we'll make this very simple, very, very easy, because it's now been covered with so many layers of um, doubt and confusion and uh, uh, inappropriate medical advice. Um, the core cause, as you say, very simple, is that you don't necessarily want to be here on earth. You felt compelled to come back. You were actually um, pulled back in almost against your will. You were you know, pulled right into this um, uh, birthing uh, vortex. and But it was part of an old, uh, what you would call soul, to, soul self-agreement that said you had to be here at this time, but you've been resisting it and fighting it, and basically your biology has been responding appropriately. It has not been letting you truly live. So you're here now. Um, We predict you'll be here for a little while longer. So why not let your body catch up with uh, what you're doing? Um, Let your body enjoy living here. This isn't any deep, dark, uh, big, old karmic issue. This is quite easy to work with. You just didn't want to be here. So work with this standard technology that we talked about uh, in our last shout. This is where you take one healthy cell, and you have millions of them. Take one healthy cell within your being, connect with it, develop a relationship with it. Don't think about it, but feel it. Go into its essence. It is part of you. It is the biological perfection. This healthy cell radiates its energy. It is like a a radio station. It radiates to every other cell in your body. 
And it can radiate health and well-being and balance to every other cell. It can talk to every other cell and say, say, I am that I am and you are also. It has an effect on every other cell of transforming the imbalances or the um, really the um, lack of uh, living essence that, that is being denied to these, uh, your body. And it will, it will literally transform you back into a healthy state of being. It's not going to be a miracle type of cure where you get down on your knees and it's all gone and we throw some water on you. This is a type of thing that, um, that uh, radiates through your body. So you go through a series of phases in the rejuvenation or rebalancing process. Don't just do this um, standard technology once. Do it every day until you feel so connected that you know the absolute essence of this healthy cell. You know it inside and outside. You even know its name. You know the exact composition of its consciousness, because that's what it is. You know it so well that then you will enable it to go to every part of your body. You, on the other hand, could fulfill a higher level earth uh, passion or goal from your soul self of being one who ha- transformed themselves medically in a new energy way to become the example for others. And that is the real passion and the real reason you chose to be here. And so it is. And so it is. Thank you.